Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello and welcome to the First and Fifteen podcast, Southern Region Coverage. My name is Jay Ballamy and I'm joined by our regular panellists, Lewis Phillips. Hello. Gareth Price. Hey. And Ryan Homalone McKevney. Lads, how are we? All good. Yeah, very good. Very excited for this weekend. Yeah, as am I, as am I. So we're we're straight into week one of the Division 1 fixtures this week. Um, I believe the Premiership have got some f- uh, friendly fixtures on, is that correct, Lewis? Yeah, so they'll be uh, heading off, most of them, to um, a pre-season friendly that they've uh, Baffer have worked out for everyone. Uh, I think the Southern region are in Buckinghamshire, so some, uh, some pre-season action for them whilst, uh, whilst we get down to business. Fantastic. And then to start us off, we're going to have a look at predicting some of the games in uh, the South East and South West. So we'll start with the South East, which is in Buckinghamshire. Uh, lads, I'm going to go off of the, the list I've got in front of me. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, being uh, biased to any particular team. But we'll start with the Buckinghamshire Wolves versus the Berkshire Renegades. And Gareth, I'm going to come to you for your predictor first. Uh, I think that this is going to be a bit of a high-scoring game. Sorry to all our listeners for my voice, by the way. Bit of a cold. And uh, a couple of days ago when I when I chatted to the lads, it was all sultry and deep. And now it's just nasally and annoying. So apologies that you have to put up with that for this podcast. Um, you all missed sexy Gareth's voice. I An evening with Gareth. Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> my fiancé misses sexy Gareth's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, back to football. Uh, Buckinghamshire Wolves, Renegades. I think this is going to be quite a high-scoring affair. I think that the Wolves are going to have a bit too much for the Renegades. I've got them winning 48-32. Wow. Okay. All right. That, wow. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Home alone. I'm coming to you next. Uh, so I also have the Wolves winning, uh, but in a bit low score. So I've got them winning 33-12. Um, I had the pleasure of playing them in pre-season, so... They've definitely got some experience um, and they're ready to go, I'd say. So I don't think the Renegades have prepared as well. So I definitely think the Wolves will come away winners here. Okay, Lewis. Yeah, so uh, Bucks-Wolves, I don't really know an awful lot about other than from what we saw in 2019 season. Um, And since then, they've amalgamated their two teams into one. So I imagine they're only... They've only gotten stronger since then. Renegades, again, only going by what we saw uh, in the Southwest last year. Um, uh, so I've got the Wolves winning this one quite comfortably with 32 to 6. Okay. So I've actually gone a lot lower than you, lads, and I'm, I'm wondering whether I've, uh, I've undersold this ever so slightly. So I've got the Wolves winning as well. Um, I've got them winning 20 to 6. Um, interestingly, I think, although I think the Wolves are a good outfit, I just think... In terms of trying to break through the Renegades' defense, I think they'll find it a little bit trickier than than maybe you guys have have got the outlook on. But you know, maybe it'll be proved wrong. Um, what, what's led you guys to predict it so highly? Well, um, for me, it's the fact that it's the start of the season, and I know practically nothing about these teams. <laughs> Shot in the dark, if I'm honest. Absolute excellent uh, opinion. There. Fair <laughs> enough. Home alone. I mean, it's your division. You 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 tell us more. Yeah, so the Wolves, um, when we saw them a few weeks ago, uh, had some new pieces in uh, playing defence. So 
I think there'll definitely be some sort of maybe inexperience um, within that unit. Um, obviously, Callum is a great player and have them well drilled since then. So I definitely think they'll be able to keep the Renegades just to a few scores. Um, but they did look very good on offense and very tricky as well to deal with. Fair enough. Okay. All right. I'm conscious we've got a bumper show, so I'm going to move us on. Uh, next, I'm going to go to the pitch two fixture happening at the same time. So the London Flash versus the Reading Devils. Gareth, what have you got? Uh, I have got the <coughs> Devils winning by 40 to 20. Interesting, because I've got something similar. Home Alone, what have you got? I've also got something similar. I've got 40 to 25. Okay, sensing a bit of a theme. Lewis? <clears throat> so, again, knowing little about Flash, um, and I, I, I kind of flip-flop back and forth on, on how good they are and how much they get from uh, from their parent team i've actually got the devils winning this a little bit more comfortably than you guys uh with a score of 34 to 7 okay okay well with my insider knowledge of the devils i i personally don't think they're capable of not scoring 40 points in this game so i've got them down as 42 to 21 um i i i i said this last time i do buy the flash um, more than just saying that, you know, they're just a smoke B team. I, I I think they're a capable team in their own right. And I think that they'll be definitely worth 21 points, at least in this game. But I do know how good that Devils defense is. Um, I'm going to shoot to you again. Any any further thoughts as a, as a division rep? Yeah, so um, I haven't heard much from the Flash either. Um, we do have one of our ex-players that plays there. So there definitely some flag experience in there. Um, they did finish second in the Renegades tournament not too long ago. So... I definitely think they'll be ready to give a game, but I think the experience of the Devils will definitely pull us through. Not to... Uh... What, what, what ex-player is that? Uh, Chris Jacob. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. All right, interesting. We, we have an ex-player with the Flash as well, by the name of Sam. So uh, they've definitely got some new blood and some experience. Lewis, were you about to chip in then and say they've actually got an ex-player Falcons <laughs> as well? No, not quite. Uh, I was just going to say that you know, obviously, I've I've, I've given the Devils probably, uh, out of us the the lowest point scored, and I, I I didn't mean for that to come across as a I don't think they're capable of scoring more or that the Flash will particularly stop. I think it's just going to be coming down to a, a matter of time. I think the Devils will essentially cruise. Um, quite comfortably throughout the game. I think Flash's score will come late in the game, garbage time. Um, uh, but I think it's just going to be a, like I, I, I foresee the flash when they are on the field on offense, um, chewing up a lot of the clock basically, and I think it'll 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 be down to I don't think I don't foresee the Devils necessarily stalling or not scoring on a drive. I think that it'll just be a a case of the clock only allowing an, a certain amount of points. Yeah, I'd say I'd echo you there, Lewis. I I think in terms of the game, it's kind of. The Devils will probably go into about third gear. They won't, they won't have to come out of yeah. you know too much of the mid-range. So, um, cool. Okay, so we've all got the Devils going for a win there. We'll move back to pitch one. So, Sharks B versus Berkshire Renegades. Gareth, your uh, well, could potentially be your team, depending on what goes on, from what I hear. Well, we we have got some availability issues. We've, we've currently got a, a squad of seven going to this uh, game day. Um one of them, we will be waiting to see if they have fully recovered from COVID, so could be less. Um, I'm currently registered with the B team rather than the A team. Um, if if we are in a position where we lose another player or two, then I, I may well 
take to the field, but that's that's not the plan. Um, I think it's it's going to be interesting. It's it's the first Baffer game our our B team will ever play. Um, we're missing some key pieces, but we've got some good experienced heads and a, a couple of talented rookies. Um, Renegades, based on what I saw last year, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. Um, I, I think we can win it. I've got us winning with a score of twenty to eighteen. Very close then. Okay, interesting. Home alone. I'm coming to you. Um, so I too have the Sharks winning this one. A um, little bit further out than Gareth has it with twenty eight to nineteen. Okay. Okay. Lewis? Yeah, similar story. Uh, I think uh, I, I've also got the Sharks winning it. Um, I think I think Gareth might be a little bit more tempted than he's letting on to get himself on the field. Um, so <laughs> uh, I've got I've got the Sharks winning by uh, eighteen to six, and I'll even say that one of those. This isn't a ball prediction, but it is a ball prediction. Uh, one of those touchdowns will will come off of a, a Gareth Price pick six. It's a lukewarm prediction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those were bold predictions last year until he went and did it. Well, I, I tell you what, it is it is quite a bold prediction because despite what you say, I I really I really don't want to have to get on the field. You know, we, we created the, the B team to be a great opportunity for our our large squad of players to get time on the pitch. And if, if we have those seven players going, I, I will not even be turning up. It's only if we're we're really short. Yeah, Gareth, but that, yeah, that one. Oh, sorry, go on, Liz. One one COVID case comes through positive. You're suddenly down to six players. It's twelve six. Renegades are knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that sounded like Gareth was reading directly from the Neil Henderson PR book. But, <laughs> um, but maybe he thought about himself. Maybe it's the meds. Who knows? Um, just to round that one off, then in that fixture, I have uh, the Sharks B winning this thirty to twelve. I have. Um, I don't necessarily think it's knowledge because it could be completely false, but I have some information that suggests the Renegades squad has changed since last year, um, which for me puts a Sharks uh, margin of victory a little bit higher than possibly what you guys have put. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I think, you know, if the Renegades come out as they did last year and, and, and really give the division a, 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 a take it by the scruff of the neck and try and fight their way through some games, they'll, they'll you know be good value. But um, yeah, 30 to 12 from me. And, and Neil Henderson has, has downloaded his brain into a younger, fitter American quarterback, as far as we uh, led to believe. Who, who is unfortunately unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> Did that bit of the download not go across correctly? Best abilities and availability. Corrupted file. <laughs> that, that knowledge into, into several backups. <laughs> Are we sure, you know, Flower, are we sure Neil's not just breeding clones of himself? You know, <laughs> let's just let's put it out there. He's just gonna have to, the quarterback's gonna turn up like, Hello, my name is Heel Nenderson. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what I tell you what's a terrifying thought. If the wrong two people get COVID, it'll be me at the high centre. <laughs> yes, well, to, just to prelude that 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 sort of ties into my bold prediction, but we'll we'll come to that later in the show. Um Fantastic. So, next game on pitch two is going to be the London Flash versus the Waveney Wolves. Gareth, what do you think? Um, I Preferably, I'd, I'd abstain from this because I know so little about either team. Um, the Flash, given that they come from the smoke, I'm going to say are going to win it. 
I know very little about Waveney other than that they have quite a successful um, youth team. I've gone with the Flash 27-14, but it's a shot in the dark, to be honest. Yeah, understand that. It is it is kind of two unknowns for a lot of us, but Home Alone, what do you think? Um, so I also have the Wolves scoring 14, but I've got the Flash scoring 34. Um, I think that experience that the Flash do have will be able to put them over the Wolves. Like I say, I don't really know much about Waveney either, so I guess we'll see on the day how that goes. Good prediction. Lewis? Uh, I'm, I'm going to get some hate from Waveney for this, uh, and it's based entirely off of you're a new team and we know nothing about you um so i've got flash pitching the first shot out of the year with a 27 nil win lewis you'll uh you'll want to buy me a beer later because i'm going to join you on that on that <laughs> that small little uh, island that is uh join hate, me. For, hate for the wolves um i too you know in my in my vast experience uh, teams that come from other flag teams versus teams that come from youth flag teams tend to win the game by a large margin mm. so i've got flash winning 30 nil um i think it'll be pretty clear cut but like we said we don't know anything about waveney um all i can say is if there's no touchdowns on social media you can't be scoring touchdowns in a baffer game <laughs> it's a it's it would be interesting to know how much the smoker involved with training the flash and actually that leads me into yet another pitch for if you are listening and you're a member of an SEC Premiership team, we would love to have you come on and be a panellist on the podcast. Because at the moment, we don't have somebody who can cover the SEC Premiership with any real knowledge. Not, no offence to anyone. <laughs> well, I mean, other than insulting my knowledge, Gareth, I know you did wind up some uh, some of the members of that division uh, with some of your comments last week. So, I mean, it's you know we'll throw it out there to the to the, the populace that is listening. By all means, come on. We're a friendly bunch of people. You can see we're not very intimidating. If you look at Home Alone's Facebook page, you'll really think, God, yeah, I could beat him up in a fight. So uh, we'll uh, <laughs> not we'll have you on. Either. He's not. not I'm wrong. wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not. I'm not wrong. Um, so yeah, come on. We're a good bunch of guys. Come and have fun with us and uh, and and try and fight Gareth on what he's saying and, and all his controversy. Um, enlighten us absolutely yeah tell us about something we don't know <laughs> fantastic so the next fixture uh back on pitch one in buckingham is the buckinghamshire wolves versus sharks b i think it's quite a good game gareth do you echo that sentiment i do i, I think this is going to be a a very interesting game it's it's a big ask for a new side um Buckinghamshire Wolves, they've been around for a while. 2019, I think they finished, uh, I think it was second or third in the Sharks division, above the Sharks. Um, they've always been a, a solid outfit and they've got a lot of experience. I think it might be too big an ask for a depleted Sharks B in their first ever league outing. So I'm going to go with the Wolves probably win this. I think we'll be within a score, um, but I've gone with 32-26 to the Wolves. Okay, that's got to be a, a first. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, well, have we been doing this podcast long enough for Gareth to have ever predicted a loss for the Sharks? <laughs> I've been not. Well, no, plus hey, I, not with not with the way it was it was set up last year. I I approach these podcasts with the Dave Damashek attitude of no jive. Um, no jive. I've, been, <laughs> I've been very very lucky to, whilst I've been on this podcast, be in a situation where I've truly believed and. And I've been right that the Sharks have won every game. Um, I think we'll be in this game. I think there's a shout we could win it. But you're looking at a 
a new team without a whole lot of experience. That their first real game was against Reading last weekend, um, going up against a team that's been around for a hell of a long time with some well-established players. Um, they've been doing their, you know, tactically they've been doing what they've been doing for a good three, four years minimum. I'm sure, they've been around longer, but that's how long I've been playing them. Um, they've got some quality players, and I, I think they're going to be a very difficult team to overcome. Um, we'll give them a game. We'll try and beat them, but uh, can't just go around saying I'm going to be. We're going to beat everybody in this league. <laughs> no, and, and that no jive approach is uh, is, is welcome. I think. Um, Home alone. What do you think? Yeah, so I think this will be a very close one. Um, like I said, we played the Sharks just last week, and I think they're a very fundamentally sound unit. Um, they didn't seem to give up too many mistakes. Um, I think the Bucks Wolves will win this one, twenty-eight twenty. I think they've just got a higher ceiling um, than the Sharks B can really provide, and I think that will push them over. Fair enough, Lewis. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got the Bucks winning this as well. Um, Bucks Wolves winning this. Uh, I think the score that I've written down, I think, is is not going to be. It's going to be one of those games that um, where the score does like belies what actually happens. Um, so I've got the the Wolves winning twenty seven to twelve, um, which is probably you know on paper looks more commanding than I think will actually feel like on the pitch. You know, I think it's going to be one of those games where uh, Sharks are going to be in it right until right up until the very end. Um, and, and they just one one score or one failed offensive drive will will take the wind out of their sails, and they'll and then they just won't be enough time to come back. Well, now you've you've all said that, and, and I've made my prediction based on the fact that I had no idea about Sharks B's roster situation, but I'm going to stick with it. I've gone Sharks B are going to win that game twenty five nineteen. Ooh, lone wolf. It is, yeah, I'm out there by myself. It's not. I don't think it's a bold prediction because I've seen the scoreline against Reading. And I still think they're a good outfit. Not having a quarterback that's been in that system for a little while is is probably a, a bit of an issue. But I, yeah, I'll stick by it. I still think the Sharks beat will win that game. Good on you, Jay. Honorary Thanks. honorary shark. <laughs> are, you, are you doing that recruiting thing again, Gareth? That we were talking about no, earlier. No, of course. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want me anyway. Cool. Uh, we'll go to pitch two. So, Devils versus Waveney Wolves. Uh, Gareth? Um, new team. Um, Devils, not a new team and a very good team. I- I've got this being my first and I think, no, not my only 50 burger, but uh, Devils 50, Wolves 14. Okay. Lewis? Yeah, I think this this one's going to get ugly, um, and I've I've also got a fifty burger for the Devils, and again, unfortunately, sorry, Waveney, I know sweet FA about your offense, uh, and I've got it going as fifty five nil, and it's going to be pretty awkward by the end, I reckon. Home alone, I've I've left you last to see if you would be any somewhat magnanimous, um, but what I what is your prediction? No, I'm going to join the other two and insult the Wolves. I've got it 52 nil. Uh, my thinking behind that was we beat the Renegades in a very similar situation last year with them being new to the league. We beat them 51 nil on game day one. I think it's a very tough ask to come in and play a team with the experience and level that we have. So, again, I think it'll get a bit ugly towards the end in terms of the scoreline. But I'd say come and surprise us. 
Yeah, I, I kind of echo that. 56 nil is what I've got, but, you know, I... Wolves, please, please upset us. Please tell me we're wrong, you know. I mean, but we don't know anything about you, so in theory, we can I'm, only go on that. I'm friends with, you know, I love, I love the Devils. I get on so well with a load of the Devils. My, my Sharks B team are playing, but there's that little, there's that little part of me that would, would love to see the Wolves just come out and go three and zero, and just, just we have that awkward podcast next week where we're like, yeah, we. We should have paid more attention. <laughs> we, yeah, and, and look, if, if they if they do, it'd be great for the division, I think, because from our from our show last week, or you know, however many weeks ago it was, we essentially said the Reading Devils we think have probably got this locked up, and it's a fight for two to five in terms of the places. It would be great if Waveney came out and were that team that just made it a real competition at the top, especially mm-hmm. considering they're going to play, play each other twice and, and Reading know nothing about them at the moment. But um, but yeah, I think we're all we're all shared in that opinion because we don't know anything about them. We're assuming they're a, a new startup style club. So uh, it's it's 50 burgers for a lot of us. Uh, last game then from Buckinghamshire will be the Waveney Wolves, who we've obviously just been talking about, and the Sharks B. wonder if we're going to follow a similar pattern. Gareth? Um I've gone for the Sharks winning this 28-14. Okay, quite balanced in comparison. Uh, home alone? I too have gone a bit more balanced. Uh, I have the Sharks winners, um, but 30-21. Uh, okay, Lewis? Wow, that's actually quite quite high scoring, I think. Um, I've got um, I've got Waveney finally getting on the, on the scoreboard, um, but otherwise a, a comfortable win for the Sharks, 24-6. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to stick by my probably slightly brutal guns and say that this will be a Sharks win that's thirty to nil. So I don't have Waveney scoring a point across the whole weekend, unfortunately. That's um, a bold again, prediction there. It's so it, again, it ties into my bold prediction that which will come home alone. Um, but uh, yes, I would love to be proved wrong with that. Please prove me wrong, someone. But I mean, look, it, the Wolves. It takes the Wolves one player, doesn't it? You know, if they've got a shorty type player or. a um, a Will Quigley type player, then you know they, they they might score 14, 21 points on breakaways quite easily. So um, anything's possible. We just don't know enough about the club. Oh, I feel that's it's a bold prediction suggesting that a team is not going to score a point in a game day weekend. I mean, it is a bold prediction, but I'm going to get even bolder, Gareth, when it comes to my actual bold prediction. Oh, right. So, well, Jay, so, I've, I've, I've I'm just foreshadowing. For you as well, Jay, so we'll get onto that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that sounds, sounds very intriguing, Gareth. Sounds very teasy. I like I like medded up Gareth. He's a, he's a bit more saucy. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Right, well, now we've done the East, we're going to take a little break from predicting, and we're going to push ourselves over to one of our new segments, as suggested by uh, one of my teammates, Andrew Cragg, at the Kings. Uh, and we're going to listen to... Dale's Rail. A team that wears black as part of its colourway is going to lose all the games on game day one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Bad luck, folks. Oh, that's quite... There's quite a a few teams playing this weekend that play in black. Um, So you've got... uh, Marauders playing black and teal, Falcons playing black and green, um, Hammerheads obviously playing black, all black. I think the Bucks Wolves do they play in black? So well, they, they play black and, and pink. They've got, they've got yeah. Some, oh yeah, they've gone pink, haven't they? They've got the Oregon Ducks um, uh, cancer awareness uniforms, essentially. 
Devils, do we say devils are black or is that grey? I've been called out for calling it grey, so it's definitely black. It's definitely it's definitely, it's definitely black. I designed that jersey, it's definitely grey. <laughs> 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 um, and I mean even, there, even, the, there... even the sharks have got a, a black uniform. I wouldn't say I wouldn't I'm not sure if they're primarily black. No, um, we our, our black uniforms Shorty got one for being uh, MVP of the plate final for Div 1, uh, and we were all jealous of it, so we got Nuola to make us. We've never actually worn him in a game. But... Yeah. <laughs> Is there a bit of a red herring in here, lads? Does Do the Solent Red Storm have an away jersey that's black? I'm pretty sure I've seen them play in black. Ooh, Possibly. Solent. Oh, maybe... Has Dale just done us here with ev- every team's got a bit of black on the uniform? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got very low effort, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's making it so ambiguous, he's right either way. Ends up being the Coyotes losing three, yeah. and they've got like the Coyotes on their jerseys written in black. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to push for an answers, lad. Lewis, who are you putting your, uh, your post to? Uh, well, you've kind of thrown me with the whole Solent idea in black, but I think I, I would say that Solent are primarily a. a definitely grey and red team um their their primary sort of jersey is the grey and red color so i think dale is talking about the salisbury city marauders okay teal and black teal and black yeah yeah he has to be clever with this isn't he Uh, gareth are you putting your uh your pin to the post on i'm just going through my predictions and i think the only team that plays primarily in black that i have going Oh, and three is the Salisbury City Marauders, so I'm going to have to agree. Home alone. I'm a be a bit more controversial here. I think he's going to go a bit on Welsh and Welsh violence here. Um, I'm talking about the Swansea Hammerheads. I think looking at the games they've got, I don't think any of them are going to be particularly easy wins. So if Dale's thinking a bit out of the box, I'd go with Swansea. Welsh on Welsh violence is a pretty good thing, by the way. Could be. Uh, yeah, he, he'd certainly um, certainly get some backs up in Swansea if, if that is who he's talking about. And and I guess we'll find out on next week's show uh, who he was talking about. Um, so we'll we'll find out then. But for the time being, all it is is just for us to speculate. I'd be, I mean, like I say, I think he's, Dale can be a bit of a wind-up, anyone who knows Dale. Um, and I think he'd enjoy uh, winding up the Hammerheads. But just from a purely... You know, I think the Hammerheads are going to be so good this year, and I can't. I mean, who they play is we we're playing them, and they're playing uh, the Coyotes and, and Salisbury, and Salisbury. So, yeah, it's going to be I, it's tall order, I, isn't it? Three games. Yeah, yeah. I'd be surprised if 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 he was if he was thinking it was Swansea, but uh, he might be saying it just to wind them up. I I, I actually think. Um... He's been a little bit crafty here, so I'm gonna. My prediction is, I think he's actually talking about Exeter. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him to wind me up either. You know, just on the first Dale's rail, he just goes straight for the jugular, and he just <laughs> actually um, calls you out straight because you're playing, you're playing Swansea and Gwent, aren't you? And so like um, the first game for I'm him Cardiff is Bay. I'm Cardiff oh, you playing Bay. Cardiff Bay? Are you? Yeah, we've got ah, three games. Okay. I could look. You know, compared to the Swansea fixtures, I could see you losing those three over Swansea losing their three. I think. Well, we'll we'll get to these games in a minute, but I mean, I think the I think the Exeter Swansea game will be quite close. I think the the Falcons Gators game will be quite close, and he's obviously gonna gonna pick the Gators to beat the Falcons. But uh, I, well, I, 
Fucking, we should we should beat we should beat the Coyotes. I would I would have thought. Get back Garrett. to hosting, Jay. I do the controversy here. I was going to say, Gareth, <laughs> dismay over that idea. But like you say, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him to make to make make it the Falcons just to just to stick one to me. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Waveney, we don't know what colour Waveney playing. Do there's a bit of orange on I think there? It's black and orange. Could be there. Could be there then. Yeah, oh. yeah. I I wasn't sure what Waveney playing. Maybe he's done some research on Waveney. They may not even know where Waveney is, though, at the same time. I thought he was in Surrey at one point, so I've got no clue. Um, but good. I think okay, I good. insulted them by putting them in Norwich, which is just the nearest city. Well, all of Norfolk is Norwich, isn't it? I'm sure we're going to get some hate for that. Um, anyway, we will find out our answer on next week's show, or next... Uh, next. Yeah, it will be next week, because we'll, we'll do it after the game, yeah. won't we? So we'll yeah, next we'll week's show. Yeah, we'll do a review. Fantastic. So we'll move on to the West predictors. Uh, so this is going to be in Cardiff Bay. Um, I believe on a nice 3G pitch, which I'm quite looking forward to. Mm. Uh, first game of the day on pitch one is the Coyotes versus the Exeter Falcons. Um, Gareth, what do you think? Um, well, I, I hear the Coyotes have, have improved um, since last year. Um I hope that they're going to provide some some decent competition for the Falcons, but I think the Falcons will probably win this, and I've got the score at twenty four fourteen, just because low scoring because Lewis likes to run the clock. <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart. Um, Home alone. I'm coming to you next. Yeah, I too have extra winning this a uh, bit more scoring in my version of events, um, so I've got them winning thirty three to twenty one. Okay, Lewis. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm always going to back my boys, obviously. Um, and I think, yeah, you're right. It's it, I, That's the way we like to play. Um, you know, we, we make the clock our ally. Uh, so, yeah, I've got us winning reasonably comfortably with a, a 28-6 win. Uh, likewise, I have you, the Falcons winning 29-14. I think that there'll be a pick six in there by the Falcons though, at some point. So I'm actually thinking you'll probably score 21 points on offense based on sure. running out the clock. Do you want to do you want to put a name on it? Uh, Patrick. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he jumped something. Yeah, he's, he's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, we'll move on to the next game on pitch two. So the Canesham Kings versus the Salisbury City Marauders. Uh, Gareth, what are you thinking? Um, I think a lot about the Marauders is going to depend on who turns up. It seems like they're quite active at the moment with their kitted team. And I don't know how many of those players will, will make it into the flag team or if they're, if they're indeed completely separate. Um, As I've said before, I've seen some really, really good players turn up for the Marauders in our, in our friendlies with them. Never seen the same players sort of turn up together. Um, So I think it's really going to depend on what sort of team they send. So I've sort of gone down the middle of, of what I think, I'm going to assume that one of those sort of stars turns up, and I've gone for the Kings winning this 38 to 20. Okay, home alone. Um, so I've got this a bit lower scoring. Um, I don't really know anything about Salisbury, so I'm going to give it to the Kings, uh, 21 12. Okay, interesting, not too dissimilar, Lewis. Yeah, Kings Kings will breeze this quite comfortably, I think. Um, I think, yeah, like like Gareth said, they've got some studs on that team. If uh, if they're not otherwise engaged with um, 
because I mean a lot of their better players like Harrison uh, I think he does play contact as well and if that is you know youth contact a lot of their better players are the younger lads who I think might play a bit of youth contact as well um, I think they still have some issues that need sorting out a quarterback um, and, and some, some of the scheme stuff that they've obviously brought over from the contact game uh, is just a bit sort of feels a bit disjointed in the flag game it doesn't necessarily translate um, nicely uh, I've got the Kings comfortably taking this one 35-6 Wow okay that's quite a margin um, I've gone Kings 20 uh, Marauders 12 so I'm quite similar to Home Alone in that um, we are well no I'll save, that mean, for the, I'll save that for one of the later games to, t- to tell like, you why. Like, like Gareth said, it, it, it depends entirely on what Marauders team turns up. I mean, if they've got if if Harrison turns up and he's playing back there at safety, he's a great safety. He's fast and he's tall. I think that could limit the Kings' offense in terms of your ability to really push the the, the ball downfield and force you to go through the progressions. You know, I, I think if if Harrison's back there, then your ability to just go fifty yard touchdown in one pass is uh, is limited. You might have to go through, go through the downs. So yeah. Chichester, Chichester had a friendly with them last year. We had many friendlies with them, but we had one in particular where Neil went up with some of our uh, B team players and um, some people who occasionally come to training and occasionally turn out for us. Um, and Salisbury were were beating us well into the second half when we. I hasten to say the word cheated because we're perfectly allowed to play whoever we want. But, you know, it was a it was a developmental game. And uh, and we bought on Shorty just to, you know, <laughs> edge the win. Um, yeah, that's cheating. But, you know, <laughs> you know, with, with Neil at quarterback and some some pretty decent players, you know, they they looked like they were going to beat us for a, a large proportion of that game. So, you know, they're they're. They're still my team that I think that's going to cause an upset at some point. I don't think it's going to be this game, but at some point this season, they're going to beat someone they're not supposed to. Mm. I, I, I totally agree with you, Gareth. I, I, and I've played Salisbury once, and you can, I don't think that team is the team I'm being described to by everybody else around me. So I, I'm not taking it as at face value. I think they're a good outfit when the right people turn up. Um, I know for a fact the Kings, we've got a bit of a COVID issue at the moment. So in terms of our depth this weekend, we're... We're going into it lighter than I think we would have hoped to. So I think as a potential opportunity, this could get turned over. I'm, all, I'm obviously always going to predict us to win, but I think it'll be really, really tight. Cool. I'm going to move us on. Uh, next game then, Cardiff Bay Coyotes versus Swansea Hammerheads. Gareth, what have you got? Um, well, as you may remember, the Hammerheads were, were my pick to, to win this division. Uh, I've got them winning this 36-19. to 19. Okay. Okay, okay. Oh, home alone. I have this much, much closer. And contrary to what I said for Dale's Rail, I have Swansea winning this, um, but 22 to 20. So I think it'll come down to a battle of extra points. Wow. That is 22 to 20 is quite a tight game. Do you have it? Do you have it that one team scores in like a closing minute or anything like that? Um, I haven't thought about that. But yeah, why not? Let's just make it even more <laughs> dramatic. Let's say. Some someone goes for two despite only needing one for the win. Okay. <laughs> Just to be cocky. Right, yeah, fine. rub salt in the wound. Uh Lewis. Uh so I reckon this is gonna be a very interesting game and I think it's gonna be quite close for the large portion of the game. And I think eventually the coyotes will sort of run out of 
tricks in their bag and the hammerheads experience and and athleticism is gonna is gonna run through i know from looking on social media that the hammerheads have got ash lewis a quarterback as usual uh, and andy at wide receiver but i am uh, aware that Harley Labber is also going to be present um, for for the first time in a little while, and I think with with Harley and uh, Andy out on the wings, that's going to be a tough offense to stop. Um, so yeah, I think I think the Coyotes might be able to um, you know ride with them for three quarters of the game, and I've got the Hammerheads pulling away down the stretch, thirty three to twelve. Yeah, I, I sort of second that opinion, really. I think the Coyotes will hang for a little bit, um, but I can't. Ash Lewis, great quarterback. I can't I can't not see him game managing that game over the over the line. So Swansea Hammerheads, I have 31 to 19 winners. Yeah, I just I think the, the Hammerheads have got more in their box of tricks, you know, and they've got more gears and the Coyotes will run out of ideas. It sometimes it comes down to experience, doesn't it? And, and Swansea yeah. have been together for a lot longer than Cardiff have, and, and that could be the uh, that could be the pusher over the edge you know it's, it's supposed to be a beautiful day as well so you can't yeah. say that the ball isn't going to get slung all over the park and, and, and like I, say, Ash is a great quarterback he can put the ball I think wherever this he wants game, to this game could be tied or one game in it at half time or one one score in it at half time you know at, at most yeah absolutely it is, it is Swansea's first game of the day as well can they start slow it's all yeah. of that that goes into it but yeah I, I still see Swansea as being comfortable winners Moving on then, uh, Gwent Gators versus Solent Red Storm. Gareth, what have you got? Well, it, it's not the baptism of fire that the Red Storm could have had. Um, but, you know, the, the Gators putting both their teams together again. They've got some great players. I, I have a lot of time for Andy Gibney. I think he's he's one of the toughest players I've ever come up against. Yeah. Um, I've got the Gators winning this 32-12. to 12. I, I hope the Red Storm give a, a really good account of themselves, but they've got some way to go uh, since last time I saw them. Um, obviously, you guys have seen them more recently in the Southwest series, so uh, maybe you can tell me something I don't know. Home Alone, I'm coming to you next. Yes, I've never actually played or done anything with Solent, so I, all I've seen is their scores, but they all seem to be one-sided against them. Um, so I'm going to give this one to Gwent, 40-7. to seven. Okay. Lewis? Yeah, similar story, unfortunately. I think Redstorm have got a long way to go. Uh, I hope that they were able to to take some learning points from the Southwest Series, and I hope they continue to come back to that um, that, that tournament. and and get better, but I think it's going to be a rough start. Uh, I've got the Gators comfortably winning 38 uh, nil. But I think it's going to be, a, I don't think it's going to be like a clinical performance. I think it's going to be quite clunky and ugly, but uh, I don't see them really um, faltering. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm going to jump on the same little island as you there, uh, Lewis, in terms of the old nil. Um, Donuts. I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive. I think this will be 51 nil to the Gators. Quite simply, um, it completely depends, though. And, and Redstorm know this from me. I, I do love them. I think they're a great team. It completely depends on whether they sit and, and actually play one quarterback throughout the Southwest series. Every time I seem to be involved with them, ref them, play them, they 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 mix their quarterback round lots, and that's within a game as well. If they if they settle down on one quarterback, I can see them scoring. If they rotate round and give everybody two drives each, 
no chance for me because you just don't get that proper rhythm. Yeah, Gw- Gwent's defense is very, very good. It's very stingy when it wants to be. So I just see it as a nil for me. Um, but hey, look, Redstorm proved me wrong again. Cool. So back to back after that, then Gwent Gators are going to play the Exeter Falcons. Um, and I don't know about you, lads. I think this could be a contender for my game of the week. Definitely so. Well, funny you should say that, Jay, because I've thrown everything that I usually think about these two teams out the window for my prediction. Um, And I have got this being a shootout with um, 80 points scored. Wow. Jesus. Um, (laughs) I've got the Falcons winning it 42 to 38. And that's why you don't do meds, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, wow. Okay. All right. No, that's a uh, that's a very aggressive scoreline. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Home Alone. Do you echo that? Are you two on the uh, on the good stuff? Uh, I'm going to be much more hopefully realistic uh, and less aggressive, at least with this. Um, I've got Exeter winning twenty seven to twenty one. Um, I think Lewis has got a good team over there, so I think they'll just be able to edge the Gators out in this one. Okay, Lewis, how you feeling? So I, I can't help but uh, have sort of PTSD flashbacks from the Southwest series. They're the only team that managed to beat us um, twice. So, uh, you know, Falcons Green, eventual overall winners um, of, this, of the Southwest series. Uh, but the Gators beat both the Falcons Green and Falcons Black, the only, only team to do so. Um, so it, it I, that is in the back of my mind. I think it'll be a really close game, um, and it's going to take it's going to take some. I think it's basically going to be the opposite of what Gareth said. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a shootout at all. I think it's going to be a, a game that is going to have to be managed very carefully. Uh, and I've got us coming out of the other end of it, thirteen to six. Wow. So two very contrast, uh, contrasting opinions on that. I'm going to shoot right through the middle. Don't get me oh, wrong. Go on, Gareth. Sorry. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. Sorry, don't, don't get me wrong. I think that's the plan for both teams. But but I think something's going to happen early on. It's all going to go out the window and it's beca- going to become a shootout. <laughs> the sense yeah. into madness is essentially what you've Absolutely. got in your head. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. And, and that's uh, it's a wild guess, but that's what I think is going to happen. Nice. Okay. And like I said, I'm going to shoot straight for the middle. I, I think this is a 21-20 game. I think it's a one-point game. Um, and My nerves can't gonna... handle the games that close, man. I think I... Well, it's not ben, to say ben, that you, you're not up by... <laughs> it's not to say that you're not up by nine points, uh, Lewis, and, and they score and, you know, it's sort of like that. But um, I think there's multiple turnovers in this game by both teams. I think it's one of those types of games where it will come down to very, very tight margins and you won't be afforded the luxury of running the clock out. Mm. I think on that you might be right. So, I mean, get, managing the clock, managing the game in that respect is going to be really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. I'm going to move us on. Canesham uh, Kings versus Solent Red Storm. Uh, Gareth. Um, I have got the Kings. This is my second and final 50 burger of the the podcast i've got them winning 50 to 13 okay what uh, go on, I, i'm always interested what's the logic on the 13 um i think they'll score twice nice all right cool <laughs> yeah. thanks for that insight gareth home alone coming to you 
Um, Ask a stupid question. Yeah. It wasn't a stupid question. It wasn't a stupid question, but you give me a stupid answer, Gareth. So now you can sit with that and everybody else will think it's stupid as well. Uh, Home Alone. Um, so the Kings don't quite get a 50 burger for me, but I've got them winning 47 to nil. Um, again, it's just one of those ones where Solent haven't got the results. So I think it's easy to give the Kings a blowout win in this one. Go on then, Home Alone. Sorry to pick on you. What's, what's the logic behind the zero? Um, well, I just don't think they're going to score any points. Good, good, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Gareth, you think you're being clever with this? You're not being clever. That's easy. It's easier to say uh, someone won't score any points. But you know, thirteen. Why have you come up with thirteen? Oh, I don't know, Jay. Maybe it's because I think that actually they'll probably score one in the first half, and then they'll score one maybe after an interception. Or you could say something as silly as, "Oh, I think they'll probably score thirteen points in garbage time when you're rotating people." There's lots of different answers, and you've just given me a silly answer. Jay, I'm going to be honest. Being clever. I'm only about eighty percent aware of my surroundings, right? <laughs> <laughs> Gareth Price, a case study in the dangers of prescription medication. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to combine Sudafed with multiple hot toddies, but there you go. If, that, if that's what they're calling it on the streets now, I don't know. <laughs> um, Lewis, what do you think? So, I, I can give you a real answer. Uh, As opposed for, to a for... make-believe answer. <laughs> for... for for why I think Red Storm are going to score six points. Um, and I think, I think they are a team, they're a wily team that gets lucky. Uh, and they, they think they scored at least one, if not two on us in the Southwest series on the back of a batted pass. And they're just that kind of team that they sometimes get those 50-50 kind of like, oh, any any other time that's going to just be a straight back down. But it's been a back down and actually it's fallen right into the arms of the receiver behind who it wasn't even targeted for. Um, you know, or it, it's, it goes straight through the hands of the defender. It should have been an interception. And, you know, they're that kind of team that just can, they can those kind of plays happen to them once in a game. Um, so that's why I think they're gonna they're gonna score six points, but Kings will otherwise run away with this forty-two to six. Can I? Okay. Can I? No, maybe I don't know. You've not asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> Building. On do you need, what, do you need what... medical help? Is that what you need? Or... <laughs> Building on what Lewis says, and and also giving you more of a real answer, Jay. Okay. Yep. The reason I have them scoring twice is because I think they do have some talented players, and I, I've, I've forgotten the guy's name, but uh, he wears number 79, blonde hair, o- often plays in the sort of running back position for them. He's, he's fast, he's difficult uh, yes. to tackle. I think that he's, he's one of their key players on offence, and I think that he's going to cause teams some trouble. Um, and I think if he gets the ball in space, he's going to score points. Um, and I think he'll do that twice. Yeah, no, I, I can't. Again, I can't remember the name of the person you're, you're talking about. But he wears—he's got a, like a ponytail or a top knot, isn't he? That's the one. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's—he's he's very a very good player. Flag player. Very solid flag player. Could you know? He would play in a lot of Division One sides, I think. Um, he's certainly the bright spark for that team. And, and sort of following on from that, I, I'm gonna—I'm gonna predict us winning. The Kings winning thirty to six. Um, I think that six is exactly what you've just said there, Gareth. I think it's—it's it's probably one long breakaway run. Um, and then in terms of the Kings, I sort of alluded to earlier, COVID sort of run through our offense a little bit. So how how reliable we're going to be. We were talking about this on the WhatsApp in the week, lads, about whether it's the quarterback or the, or the receivers. Um, I, th- I think this would be a good experiment to see which, what, which way round it is. 
How um, kind of you to take that fall for us to figure it out. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that. So um, it couldn't have happened to a nicer team as well, could it? So yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out. So I think that the, the, the scoring will certainly be less aggressive than it possibly could be um, with a full unit out there. Um, and it will lead into this next game, which is the Coyotes versus the Kings. What do we think, Gareth? Um, I have got the Kings winning this forty-four to twenty. Wow. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, wasn't expecting that. Do you want to enlighten me on a little bit more of that with a proper answer? <laughs> I wish I could. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you noticed how I keep picking on you? Having not been part of the the Southwest series, a, a lot of my predictions this year are, are based upon what I've seen in in the Baffa League. I, I have a lot of confidence that the Kings are going to have a, a good season. Um, I don't know how, how you're doing with COVID. Maybe, maybe you'd like to enlighten us, and I, I, might, I, might, I might tweak my prediction. But I think the Kings from last year had an awful lot of potential. Um, I think that if you've got a good side out there, that you should be perfectly capable of, of taking on what I saw from the Coyotes last year. Um, Obviously, there have been changes in the, the Southwest series, but uh, for me, I, I see this game day as being a game day where the Kings could score a lot of points. Faith in you, Jay. I'm glad someone does, Gareth. That's, that's definitely the most. That is definitely <laughs> beat me to that. Um, yeah, there's no way you said that sober. Uh, Home Alone, what do you think? Um, so this is going to build into my Bob prediction for later on, um, but I've got the Kings winning this 33-2. to <laughs> I know what that is as well. I've figured it out. Okay. I've had a similar scoreline to that before. Um, Swansea in 2018. Okay. Yeah, very much I'll move so. on from that. Lewis. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, yeah, another comfortable win for the Kings. I think uh, I think it'll be kickstarted by maybe the Coyotes coming out and um, maybe getting the first, uh, maybe getting the stop followed by, you know, the first points on the board might just kind of um, jolt the Kings into action and go, hang on, we can, this isn't us. Um, and then we'll, we'll rip off a, a 34 to 13 win with another, the other touchdown coming in garbage time. Fair enough. Uh, obviously I have, I have the benefit of making my prediction with all the sort of understanding of what's going on on our side. I think it's really, really close this game. And to be honest, could go either way. I, I will always predict us to win. Um, as I as I did in Reading and as I, I will continue to do for the rest of my life. But I think it's a 22-20 to 20 win for the Kings. I think it'll be super, super close. Is that on a long two-pointer then? Uh, no. No, it's not going to be on a, one of your weird, you know, we've, we're tying the game and then we just go for two because we can sort of scenarios <laughs> home alone. <laughs> it's, it'll be a proper, like, someone went for two early in the, in the game and then, um, uh, yeah, there was a, a failure by someone on the 20. Cool. I'm going to move us on. Uh, Swansea Hammerheads versus Salisbury City Marauders. Um, well, I think the Marauders are going to give a good account of themselves, but I'm back in the Hammerheads to win this 30 to 18. 18 points. Okay. Okay. I guess you're basing that on all their stars. All of their stars being there? Or... I, I'm basing it on at least one of their stars being there. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, interesting on that Swansea, D, whether they'll give up 18 points. That'll be one to watch. Uh, Home Alone, what do you think? Um, so I've got this a bit lower scoring, but still Swansea winning. Um, I've got them winning 20 to 13. Okay, very low scoring. Very low scoring. Lewis? Uh, I have an almost identical game, I think. I think this could be one that the Hammerheads perhaps overlook 
um, and causes them more trouble than it should. Uh, and I've got the hammerheads squeaking a win 20 to 12. Wow. Okay. This is going to make me sound like I'm a bit of an outlier then. I've got the hammerheads winning 41 to 6. <laughs> It, uh, and, and I, I mean, I, I based mine on, on like, like Gareth, at least one of the, the studs being there. Yeah, and that's, and that's reasonable. I... Heard... Sorry, Jay, carry on. No, 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 go, you go on, Gareth, it's fine. Have, having heard who the Hammerheads um, have got coming for them uh, in the game day, I, I don't think 41-6 is an unreasonable prediction if, if Salisbury don't bring a good team. And it's, you know, it's a... First, first league game. Covid is rife at the moment. It's it's a fair trip, you know. There's there's many reasons why they might not have any of those stars. So, depends who turns up. I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. What you said at the beginning about the hammerhead studs coming. I think with the offense that I think they're bringing with Harley and Andy on the outside, forty-one points is absolutely attainable. I've just got this weird feeling that this is. For the Hammerheads, this is a trap game. I think they should they should be winning this game that comfortably, um, and I think with uh, with them also having to play the Coyotes, who they know quite well, um, and also the Falcons, who I think they're probably going to be setting their sights on the most. Um, then uh, this this is a trap game for them, and I think they'll they'll squeak through it. I don't know if I think it's a trap game, but it's it's tough. Maybe I've been slanted ever so much by SWS, but I did see Swansea rotate quite a lot in that. This is Baffer. It is taken more seriously. So maybe uh, that's where I've gone with my logic that they'll be uber, uber serious three games through. And Paul won't let them essentially not take it seriously and not be switched on. Mm. Um, but I could see, you know, the score lines you put out there, if they decide to rotate because they've had two games already, and this is arguably their, 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 their weakest fixture. Uh, they might rotate, so it it could go either way. I I do think those Swansea are convincingly better as a team, and therefore should run away pretty comfortably. The Hammerheads in the past have been that team that kind of rotates quite a lot. They've always kind of sort of gone into these games, even in Baffa, kind of going, "Oh, we're still quite a new team," you know. We're getting people game time, blah blah blah. It's been a couple of years now, and I think uh, this is they've definitely got a chance of of taking the division. They've got a really strong squad. And I don't think this is going to be a year that they do that, where you get into the third, fourth quarter of games and they start rotating, even if they're behind. I think you're right, they're going to be locked in. They they sense an opportunity this year to top the division, and I think they're going to be going for it. Well, that'll move us swiftly on then to what I, I probably think is my game of the week. I don't know about you, lads. Uh, Exeter Falcons versus Swansea Hammerheads to close out the day. I wouldn't mind hearing your three predictions first because I, I, I may want to have a little bit of a rant at the end of this. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, home alone then. You're going to start us off. Yeah, um, I'll bet the fact that it's a close game. Um, I have extra winning this, but 26-21. Okay. Lewis, how are you feeling? Yeah, tight game. I'll, I'll, I'd be lying if I said this wasn't you know, one of the fixtures that we circled at the beginning of the year. This is, I think, one of the toughest Hammerheads teams we've seen, and I think um, is is one of potentially two other teams in this division that could really challenge us for the top of the, for the top spot. Um, so yeah, tough game. Uh, I've got us just coming out the other end of this one with twenty to eighteen. I think it's going to be battle of the extra points. I've been slightly more aggressive with my score 
I think Swansea will win 28-14. Not because I don't think the two teams are evenly matched, but because I think that Swansea will score early, twice, and Exeter, you won't be able to do your normal game plan of managing the clock. You'll have to chase the game, which doesn't suit you. Mm. Um, I mean, it could come down to a coin toss, couldn't it? It could be quite as simple as who gets the ball first. But yeah, I just in my in my in my jimmies, I feel like this isn't as as close as it probably is on paper. So twenty eight fourteen. Gareth, would you care to rant? <laughs> I would care to rant. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait now, for this. I, I appreciate that I am uh, doped up on Sudafed and um, rum, which I put in my hot toddy. Um, but I, I feel it's time for me for me to call a team out. Um, Exeter Falcons. Yeah, Nubius. We talk, we talk <laughs> a lot. Fifty percent. <laughs> we talk a lot about the Falcons on this show, and contrary to popular belief, I, I love the Falcons. They're a great bunch of people, and you, you have some very, very good flag football players. Now, two of us have the Falcons winning their division this year. The other two have them finishing second. And Lewis said at the end of last season that full strength Falcons team could have come second in the SWC and even potentially challenged the Sharks. Um, now, yeah, you had a really good Southwest series, which is a great competition, by the way. Um, but let's be real, it's, it's a developmental league. It's, it's over winter. Availability is sketchy. Teams try and blood new players. Um, and of course, when you win it, you don't declare yourself national champion. It, it's a development. <laughs> Are you trying to call someone else out there, Gareth? Because I think I might know who you might be calling out. I'm just, just, just speaking my mind. Um, but we, we, we talk about Exeter's promise so much, and it, it is, it is time they show us what they can do when it matters in the Baffer League. And I want to see them go three and zero this weekend. All that said. I'm taking the Hammerheads to win this 24-18. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Exeter. And, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, boys. I'll, 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 make, I'll make you a deal. I'll make Exeter a deal. If the Falcons go 3-0, I vow that I will not pick against them for the rest of the season. Well, I think what you've done, Gareth, is you've essentially just done Lewis's pre-game talk for him. <laughs> Anything I can do to help. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, I'll, I'll, I'm going to clip that and that'll be on in the changing rooms before the game, just on repeat. But no, <laughs> you're absolutely right. It's, it's time to, you know, similar message to what the coaches at Exeter and Ed and I have been preaching throughout this off-season. This is, this is the year. Put up or shut up. When you do clip that, Lewis, could you just put Welcome to the Jungle on in the background? Uh, I was hoping for a better payout, though, if we do go 3-0. Uh, yeah, I, I always thought he was going to be like, well, I'm going to send you a first-round pick and I'll come and play for you. Like, no, I thought he was going to say, I'll, I'll, you know, I promise, I promise oh. not to ever transfer up to the Falcon, uh, to the um, Sharks A-team. I thought that's where that was going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you, you want me in the B, Lee? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 go I, back, go back. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I want to see your face like that, like like Joey Tribbiani looking what, through the, what, I mean, the, the 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 fake rain window as what, what as the, the Sharks go to to finals day. Send me an old Exeter jersey and I'll wear it every, every time we do the podcast. If you go through it, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, deal. 
There you go, Exeter. Uh, if you're not riled up after that on your little drive down to uh, Cardiff, then I don't know what will uh, what will get you there. Uh, final game the then. Conference game day. Final game then of our predictions: uh, Salisbury City Marauders for uh, versus the Gwent Gators. Gareth, any more rants in you? Uh... No, no more, no more violence. I tell you, Salisbury City Marauders, and another thing. <laughs> it's going to be Gareth's real soon. You know, what? Gareth's real. there's another team in this in this division who had two teams last year and has come together, and I expect more from. And it's the Gwent Gators. <laughs> no, I, I think um, it's I Gareth's think grievances. The Gators. I, I'd be interested to see who who is on the Gators roster nowadays. Um, you know, there were two teams in the league last year and, and the Tidville Trojans made a, a, a brief resurgence. Um, I don't know how many of them have now come back into the Gators, but all three teams had their positives last year. And if, if you combine them, I, I think you've got the potential for a, a very, very good flag football team. Um, I it's think... worth noting at this point that the, the, the Tidville Trojans infamously don't like playing on a Sunday. So uh, is that to consider too? Fair enough. But there are a few Saturday games, aren't there? So, you know. Oh, I just meant in, in for this week. Ah, um, I've got the Gators winning this 36 to 28. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. Fair enough. Uh, home alone. Um, I think experience will prove valuable in this fixture. Um, I've got Gwent winning 26 to 12. I, I think just having played multiple seasons of Baffa with two teams will set them up really well um, for this fixture against a new team. Home alone? Yes. I also have Gwent winning 26-12. Hey! There you go. That's our first our first matching fixture of the whole year. I'm sure that won't uh, that won't happen too often. Uh, Lewis, what do you think? Uh, similarly, uh, I have... The Gators winning. Um, I think. I think Tomlin's right. Experience is going to be everything. Dean Jackson, I think, is playing safety. I think we, we heard from Dale earlier. Um, I don't see an awful lot getting past him back there. You know, I. I, I don't think Leggy is playing because I think he's hurt an, another body part. Um, but having him coaching on the sidelines is is going to be is going to be huge. Andrew Gibney is, uh, you know, the athlete that he is. Not much gets past him. I think. My prediction of twenty three six being the scoreline is gonna um, isn't isn't it flatters the Gators. Uh, I think I think the Marauders might make some plays, but ultimately that particularly that defense, all the experience that's on that defense, is going to be a tough nut to crack for a, for a new team. I mean, it's always worth saying as well. Historically, we've we can we've seen teams struggle on their last game of the day, especially if they've had a long, tough day. Mm-hmm. I know, I've I know I've personally played a Gwent side before that went and beat Chichester in the same day that went lost to us by twenty odd points or something silly. So, um, anything can happen, really, can't it? Yeah, on that everyone, last game. everyone's everyone's playing three games, and everyone's going to be pretty tired by the end of it. Absolutely, it's a stacked weekend for uh, mm-hmm. for flag football. Um, with that, then, I'm going to move us on to our bold predictions. Uh, Home Alone, I'm actually going to come to you first, based on your, your sort of foreshadowing earlier with your two-point uh, scoreline. Right, so having seen how the preseason has gone um, with multiple new teams, I'm going to go for every team is going to get a defensive score, be that either a safety Ooh. or a pick six. Okay, so you're assuming that... Uh, okay. Are you, am I getting sacked then, or am I am I just taking a knee in your mind? 
Uh, I assume it's going to be getting sacked. I don't feel okay. like you are the person. Uh, I thought you were going to say you're going to you're going to throw like a, a pick two on an extra point. That would have been more interesting. That would have been bold as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'm letting that happen though. To be honest, I'll, probably, I'll tap tackle someone. <laughs> um, okay, all right. I'd say that's pretty bold. Everybody else agree I, I, with that? Yeah, I think that's that's. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's quite teams. bold. There's a there's a lot of teams, a lot of games. Yeah. Especially after our, our first week performance, I think you've uh, you've hit the bar pro- pretty well there, Home Alone. So well done, I think you've passed, uh, Lewis. So my bold prediction. I'm not sure how bold this is. Um, I reckon I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the the heat here, but um, I reckon Andrew Gibbony will get no less than three sack safeties this weekend. Wow, three sack safeties. Uh huh. That's how much respect I have for Andrew Gibbony as a blitzer. He's a very good blitzer. I, I totally agree with you. I'm just I'm, I have to look back over who went to playing over the weekend. So you got so stolen. it's still one per game. I, I'd say that's that's pretty bold. It's doable. Yeah. That's productive. It's doable though. <laughs> it's productive. Yeah, I mean because they, they're playing. <laughs> who they playing? They playing. They playing the Marauders. They're a new team. They're playing uh, the Falcons, and they're playing the Red Storm. So you know, two of those two of those teams are. A pretty new, inexperienced, you know, certainly inexperienced quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I think it's doable. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that means that means the bar of bowl for me. Any objections? No, definitely not. No. Fine, uh, Gareth. I'm going to leave you to last. I'm okay. going to go with mine first, if that's all right. That's just, fine. just in just in case you might want to rant again. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I think two, t- and I've not, and I've not predicted out which is the second team. But I think Wave near the first team. I think two teams will not score a point all weekend this weekend. Through six games, then you think no one, two teams aren't going to score over six games. Basically, so so obviously I've I've said that in my predictions I've said Wave near. I don't think we'll score a whole point based on the fact that I don't know anything about them at all. And then I think there are a collection of one or two other teams that potentially could not score a point all weekend. Um, in the other fixtures. So over six games, essentially over the weekend, I think there'll be no points scored by one of the sides. Mm. Bold or not bold? That's <laughs> fairly bold. Yeah, due to the nature of flag football, you usually yeah. see high scores and even just a consolation score. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wave near playing three games, three to go through three games and, and not, not score a point. Takes some doing, uh, you know. Red Storm Marauders all playing three games in the southwest. Like only the Flash it, and the Devils. We've got two, I think, isn't it? Uh, do the Renegades have three games? Uh, no, the Renegades. No, have Renegades only well. have two. Yeah. I'd it, say it's that's, a long shot. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fairly fairly bold uh, for for the amount of games that are going that the that certain teams that I think you have in mind. Um, have to play on the weekend. I'd be suitably pleased to be proved wrong, of course. But... Oh, you know what? I really hope that like Waveney just absolutely shit over us. Ah, and, if, <laughs> Waveney, if, Waveney, um, if Waveney obliterate everybody, I will I happily I look like a want, dick. I kind of want Waveney to come out at the end of this season like 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 the London Smoke did when they first joined the team. <laughs> the, and everyone's like, oh, there's this new team. It's like, oh, actually, they're pretty good. And Great then by the end of the season, you're like, why were they put in Div 1 at all ever? Yeah. Um, That'd be great. Yeah, look, I, I will, I, I will more than gladly hold my hands up and look like a bit of a, a bit of a dick, um, if Waveney absolutely run through the division. But 
yeah, at the moment, I've got them on, on a nil streak. Gareth? Well, I, I ha- had a, obviously had a, a look at the fixtures and uh, I decided that my bold prediction would be that at the end of this game day, our illustrious host, Jay Ballamy, will lead the entire nation in touchdown passes. Is that still if, with if... the information you know? <laughs> well, I feel that the information I know now makes it bolder. So, indeed, <laughs> indeed, yeah, you've got a Ross Kemp on gangs bold uh, level <laughs> prediction now. I think. Um, put it like this: if that stat comes to fruition, it'll go on my CV. Um, not that anybody will know or care about that when you go for a job, but it'll go on there. Uh, yeah, I think that's quite bold. I mean. Lewis, home alone, what do you think? Call it a challenge from Chichester, it's... if you like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, it's fairly bold, but I mean, there, there are some caveats to it. And obviously, yeah, it's made more bold by by the fact that uh, you've obviously got some, some COVID issues, but not to take anything away from your, what I believe will be an absolutely deserved 3-0 weekend for the Kings. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, inexperienced teams that you have the benefit of starting your season with. Uh, you know, I've, I've got, you predict, I've predicted you some pretty big scores against the Marauders and uh, and the Red Storm in particular. Um, and I think you, I think you put, put a lot of pain on the Coyotes as well in the Southwest series. So um, it's fairly bold to, to, to lead, to lead, to lead the nation is, is the bold part. Yeah. Sort of a font twelve, then is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, than it's windings. <laughs> it's, it's it's no windings, but it's certainly not Times New Roman. This section is a shambles. We're moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, at least we've made it bold this time round. Well, indeed, yeah. Last week was pretty shocking. This this week, I I tend to think that things could actually happen or not happen. So yeah, um, yeah it's certainly improved. But by the end of the year, we'll we'll be you know bob on. Final final segment then, lads, before we wrap up. Uh, it's the return of the Chichester Challenge. Woo! It's my favourite section. I do not care. Let me set the rules out at the start of the year. I do not care whether the A team do it or the B team do it. Okay? Because I just know that the A team won't bother otherwise. <laughs> it's got to be, and there won't be any fun in it because they just won't do it. So we've got to keep it going and use the B team as a bit of like a, uh, a carrot on the stick approach for the A team. Give them something to play for. Absolutely. <laughs> I think our good friend Gareth will throw a touchdown pass this weekend. Uh, I mean, now it's a challenge. You might do it. You'd be more willing to do it. I feel now. <laughs> Let, let's let's put it this way: it, it would it would take a couple of our players uh, getting COVID. <laughs> For it to even I, be a possibility, I, I like to think that there's like there's a situation where you're a score down and struggling offensively, and the thought of you getting that frustrated and and just shuffling on the job, let me do it, L- Lewis, and then storming I'll, on the field. I'll be, you, I'm I'm very gratified that you think enough of me of a flag football player <laughs> to think that I am I am versatile enough to. to <laughs> effectively play quarterback the truth is if we are in that position I am not replacing either of our two capable quarterbacks with my incapable throwing 
Well, surely just run Finland. That's you know, it's just, just do that. It's easy, isn't it? Yeah, it would be if I could throw, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think I've put the cat well amongst the pigeons. The ball is in your court, Gareth. I think Don't that disappoint there's... us. Yeah, you've got absolutely every opportunity to do it. There's, no... there's nothing else going on for Chichester this weekend, so just crack maybe, on. Maybe you Marcus Mariota it and throw it. It gets batted down back into your hands, and then <laughs> and then you make everyone look silly on your way to the end zone. Yeah, you look like a six foot six Hawaiian bloke. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and with that, oh, it's God. a challenge. It's a challenge that has a small possibility of happening. It's not. It's not an impossibility, but it's it's very unlikely, which is what we like. The other end of the scale, I reckon it could go is that the sharks come out, surprise everyone, and run away with a game and they're like 45 nil up and they've got the ball again and everybody else is just like go on Gareth go on Gareth, you do the Chichester challenge possibly, and basically you get peer pressured onto the field by the rest it, of your team it, it's it's possible but I, I tell you what if we're winning 45 nil I'm keeping that quarterback out there <laughs> <laughs> right I think that's a brilliant place for us to wrap up so um, I hope everybody enjoys week one We'll reconvene next week to uh, to review what silly things we said and, and Waveney probably have uh, beaten everybody and have declared world war on us. Um, but for the moment, I've been Jay Ballamy, joined by Lewis Phillips, Gareth Price and Ryan Home Alone McEveney. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.